to our final eight teams in Connecticut. I'm excited, and I know Pete's excited. Pete, how are you doing, buddy? Good, good, good. Uh, that was a fun Tuesday night of baseball, afternoon night of baseball. Just really, there weren't that many bad games across. Most games were close. Um, yeah. You know, Waterford blew out Massick 16-5. <clears throat> that game took two and a half hours. But even Berlin, Notre Dame was close for a while until Berlin kind of broke it open. Both end games were close. And both S games were close, so it was a good day of baseball. Yeah, and the double L games were great. You know, I, I really enjoyed both those games last night. Um, you know, four really good teams. That's kind of what we expected. Great pitching, you know, clutch hitting. Uh, couldn't have asked for a better place to be last night than yep. uh, the Municipal Field, which the field is, is amazing. The bleachers look great. The new press box is great. And once they finish everything that's going on around there, that place is really going to going to look beautiful and kind of be the gem of Waterbury, I think. Just yeah, no, I mean, it, was, it was nice last year. They had the concession stand open. They really weren't doing much construction. So when it when it doesn't have the construction and it's open and it's nice, it, it, it's a pretty cool time. Yeah, I, I enjoy myself there. All right, let's get into uh, – you want to get into Class S first? Yeah, let's dive. Let, uh, uh, let, uh, let's start at the back, and I'm excited for this one. I mean, look, you got uh, Chapag 20 and 4, Coventry 24 and 2. And I will say, as, as a general thing with these finals, um, we have, you know, we don't have any huge upsets that made it through. Yeah. Uh, no one's coming in with a 500 record into one of these finals like we saw last year and the last couple of years, really. Um, so these are all really good teams. I think all of them, except St. Joe, probably has 20 wins uh, at this point. So, yeah, these two teams, uh, no exception to that. Uh, and I think, you know, much to the happiness of people like Mike DeMauro, uh, there's two public schools in the Class S championship whoop, whoop. above all else. I'm excited. <laughs> I, look, I, I, I like that. I like I it. I like that. schools don't belong there. Exactly. Right they should this, should. this should be for the smallest of the smalls. This should be for the Berkshire Leagues and the N Triple Cs of the world. And this is what we got. I went to Coventry St. Paul early yesterday. It was 0-0 when I left in the third or in the fourth. And then St. Paul puts up a four spot, and you're like, "Here we go, Coventry comes yeah. right back. They don't, they don't go down." You know, credit to Coach Ryan, uh, he got them going, and they they put up a five spot, added an insurance run, and and are going to the finals. And you know, look, everybody at this point should know who Matt Cook is, the junior right-hander for Coventry. He's their ace. Should know who he is. He's yeah. an All-State candidate. He's one of the best players. Scouts were lining the fence for him yesterday, and yeah, he. Left the game at four nothing. I mean, look, they had St. Paul had a bunch of infield hits, and yeah. uh, you know his defense might not have really helped him out early on. But they won this game, theory, you know, without Matt Cook being who Matt Cook is. So I think that says a lot about the Patriots. And I have to say, if he came out, I don't know when he came out or what his pitch count was, but he should have some bullets left for Saturday. You would think. Well, um, yeah, I mean, we were talking last night about Chad. Uh, not to Chad jump ahead to right. double L, yeah. but I looked up the pitch count rule, and according to the box that was sent in by Cheshire, Chad, Chad threw 88 pitches. So he falls yep. in between the 75 and the, the 118 or the 116, and Saturday's four days of rest. You need you get three days of rest if you fit if you fit through there. So I think Matt Cook 
definitely is a possibility for Saturday. I think that's great. You know, I, I love to see the better pitchers going, even if they only have, you know, a few innings to give here or there. You want to see the best guys on the mound. In that game, uh, we saw a lot of aces going yesterday uh, for teams, but I, I think we're still going to see some good pitching. Um, and it would yeah, be great to see Matt Cook in this one. Um, you know, and, and Chapag, uh, you know, they've made a great run here. They've kind of been quiet out of the Berkshire League, as, as teams always are out of the Berkshire League. Um, but we'd love to see them making the, you know, the final here. They got, you know, Chancellor Dutcher and Ethan Hibbert and those kids. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this game. I haven't seen either of these teams this year, obviously. Um, it's a little surprise that they both made it. I don't think anyone was necessarily picking them. I think everyone kind of had St. Paul and, and Holy Cross, you know, round three going, but I, I'm excited for this and, and everyone else should be. I hope these towns show up. Uh, and support their, their kids at Palmer Field. Well, I'll tell you this about Chapaga, someone who covered there uh, for a couple of years, and that's a baseball town. That is a baseball yeah. town. Um, I think they'll be there. There's a lot of history there. Um, it's it's going to be good. I'm excited for this one because last year Coventry was in the finals. Matt Cook yeah. pitched in the finals, and they ran into Notre Dame Fairfield, who, and I'm going to say it, and I say it every week, did not belong to be in this tournament <laughs> last year. Yeah, they, didn't. Say, yeah. they didn't. They didn't. They didn't. I'm not taking away their championship. I'm not saying they didn't earn it. Of course they earned it. Those kids on the field earned it. But Notre Dame Fairfield had no business being in that tournament last year, and it showed in the Class S finals. So now we got a Berkshire League team and an NCCC team here, and this is awesome. I mean, this is so exciting. This I got the last time uh, I'm going back quickly. The last time the Berkshire League team, you know, Northwestern played St. Joe's in in Class M yeah. in 13, and Lewis Mills played Waterford in uh, Class M in 13. I, I'm not yeah. saying that Lewis Mills and Waterford shouldn't have played. You know, just Lewis Mills ran into Mike Burrows, who was a junior at the time. But <laughs> yeah, but. You no, know, this is this is. We'll get to, uh, this we'll, is a, and we'll get to Waterford again in a little bit. Yeah, you know this is a good chance for a Berkshire League team to win a state title. Uh, I, I'm ex- I'm excited for the Berkshire League. I, I'm excited for Coach Scott, who I've got to know over the years. His dad was a longtime coach at Chapag. This is you know a, a, a program that has had two kids go to the majors in the last ten years. In yeah. the In the Scribner brothers, so I, you know I'm very excited for Chapag. Um, I'm happy that Coventry won because I picked them. But, um, you know, it was great to see Matt Cook out there. It was great to see. I'm going to be honest with you. St. Paul had a freshman step to the plate who was, like, gigantic. Like, he was a big kid. And I I just look over at the Coventry lineup, and I'm looking at the roster, and I'm like, well, that kid's a freshman. He actually looks like a freshman. (laughs) You know, Coventry's got these, like, they grind it. They tried to steal home early in the game to set the tone, like, I liked that kind of baseball, and that's the kind of baseball you have to play when you're a school like that, when you're playing against a, a choice school, a private school that has freshmen that are like six foot two. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, that's I'm true. happy for Coventry. Uh, it was – I'm happy that it's a – I'm happy that it's all public school. I'm happy that it's all small school. I'm happy yeah. that Class S got the championship that Class S is supposed to have. And I also like it because no one's going to complain. You know what I mean? Like, sure, we all kind of knew that Notre Dame Fairfield didn't belong there last year. And, that, you know, if there was two private schools in there this year, I just hate hearing about that stuff. I know why people have to write about it. I'm not saying they shouldn't write about it. They should. But, you know, when it happens year in and year out, it kind of takes away from the game itself. This year, there's nothing to say. Go out and play the game. 
and, and let's have some fun. Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I agree in that sense. Like, it does kind of take away from the game because, like, if, you know, Notre Dame Fairfield wins and, you know, the only people who really should be complaining about it are, is the team on the other side of the field. Like, if Coventry was mad last year, I don't think anyone would have blamed them because they had no business being there. But I do get when, you know, every year the same stories are coming out and the same, you know, even maybe us on the podcast are just being like, they don't belong. I get that it might take away from the game. But until the CIAC does something about it, the problem still lies because – there are teams that should be competing for state championships that aren't getting the chance to. So, you know, either way, we got what we wanted. We're excited. Um, So we're going to do something different. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. I think we did this last year. I think we did this last year. So Scott and I each picked out of a hat, you know, which team we're going to, we're each going to take a different team. And uh, we're going to tell you, they're going to win because of this. This player, this is going to have to happen. Why is this team going to win? Because out of the eight finalists, I have two left that I picked, and Scott has one. So, you know, obviously our brackets went <laughs> went down the toilet. So we're just going to take a different approach <laughs> yes. and, and just, you know, kind of hammer home, um, you know, some things about these teams. So, Scott, you have Chapag. Um, oh, sorry, Scott has Chapag. <laughs> I have Chapag. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think uh, Chapag could win this game. Uh, you know, one of the kids I mentioned earlier, you know, Ethan Hibbard has been had such a great season with them. Um, he's been hitting really well. He's been playing the field really well. Uh, you know, handling that staff. Like, I, I like this kid a lot. I think he's a really good player. I think, you know, I don't know if he'll make All-State, but he's an All-State consideration kid. Um, and if Chapag is going to win, they need their bigger players and better players to step up. Uh, so that's the reason I think Chapag is going to do it. Also, I just think, you know, Berkshire pride, Berkshire league pride. Let's bring a championship home to the Berkshire league. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not opposed to that. Um, if Coventry is going to win this game, I'm going to go with John Boynton. Um, oh, nice. Nice. He, he tried to steal home yesterday early to set the tone. He went on his own. He went yeah. on his own and coach, and Coach Giberson was all about it. He came after. He's like, I like that. He goes, I like that intensity. Like, I'm putting it on him. I think he's going to have to set the tone for the Patriots. Uh, if they're going to win, they're mm-hmm. going to have to play gritty baseball. They're going to have to be gritty. They're going to have to get their jerseys dirty. They're going to have to take extra bases, steal bases, make the plays, take advantage of bobbles. Any opportunity that they can take advantage of that's what they're going to have to do to win this game because this is a good Chapag team that was supposed to be here last year this yeah. is a, a, a I think I believe they lost one game in the regular season last year they got ousted early from the playoffs they're young um, they're older they're they're uh, they're hungry so I think Coventry again who has who was here last year I think they have to be gutty and gritty get dirty and I, I'm I'm putting it on John I think he's going to be able to cat. Uh, just watching him yesterday, I was so impressed with the way that he was aggressive and, and the way he moved on, on the base pass in the field. He's going to start it. And just to throw it out there, if Matt Cook's throwing on Saturday, Coventry's got a shot to beat any team in the state. Absolutely. If he's on the mound, they, they could compete with anyone. Um, you know, and I think having, like you said, having played there last year definitely helps, you know, kind of helps the jitters, you know, when you first get out onto the field and everything. Um, so, you know, your pick of Coventry is good, but uh, she's probably just going to take it, as is according <laughs> to my pick out of the hat. All right, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to Class M. Uh, we got Walcott against St. Joe. This is classic public versus private. <clears throat> St. Joe's is actually the only private school left in any class. 
Um, and private schools have won state championships the last six seasons. So we'll see if St. Joe's can keep that going. Uh, you know, obviously both of these teams have so many good players, awesome lineups up and down. You get kids like Stephen Paolini, Jimmy Evans, Charlie Pagliarini, Jack Drury, Jeff Nickel. Like this is a big time matchup for a class M game and, and one that I'm really, really excited about. Well, we almost didn't get Wolcott in this game. Um, right. You know, Woodland, Woodland was close. It was 2-2 and, and Wolcott took advantage of an error. Um, yeah. And they were able to to score that third run in the sixth, hold on the win. Jack Drury threw six innings, uh, pitched very well for Wolkett to get to the finals. My prediction. So thank you, Jack and Jeff and Co. Um, <laughs> and even St. Joe's. I mean, look, no one gave Rockville credit. No one. Yeah. No, uh, no one did. And and they held that St. Joe's lineup three nothing. Jimmy Evans pitched a great game. You're, you you know uh, you know uh, uh, Paolini goes two for four with a couple of RBIs. Well, there's a reason why he went fifth in the draft yesterday, uh, fifth round in the draft yesterday. So yeah, he's good. You know, Rockville played awesome, and not to hammer home, you know what we talked about in Class S. But if Rockville's playing a public school, they might be playing for a championship. So um, we got Wolkett St. Joe's, both great semifinal matchups. Um, yeah, but this is a good matchup. This is. I think obviously it's the number one team in in M by the rankings in Wolkett. Uh, I think we've both been big fans of them all year. And St. Yeah. Joe's, who you and I have been voting in the top ten all season because we know the schedule that they play and we know the teams that they play against. They're not your average eleven seed. So I mean, if this they was are a power absolutely ranking, not an eleven seed. I mean, I, the record indicates they are, but yeah. talent wise, they they're probably the number two seed in this bracket. Yeah, I mean, like them and Wolkett. If we power, if if there was a power ranking system for this. Wolkett, Ledyard, and St. Joe's would be the top three seeds in some order. Yes, I agree. Uh, so this is a great matchup. This is definitely a matchup that we all wanted. Um, so picking and it gives it it just gives the NVL a a state finalist for the fourth year in a row, and the FCAC a state finalist for the fifth year in a row, which is which is pretty cool. And side note, there is no SCC finalist for the first time in a very very long time. Very long time, yeah. It's a little weird to have an SEC team here. Yeah, but we'll get we'll get to that in the next couple of uh, brackets. But all right, in our magic hat, um, Scott got St. Joe's, I got Wolkett. Scott, would you like to do the honors first? Yeah, I, I mean, look, St. Joe's has outscored their opponents fifty-five to one so far in this tournament. That includes a three-nothing game. That also includes in a ridiculous game against a tech school in the opening round, but we're not going to talk about that because their offense is legitimately good. Like they put up double digit runs multiple times this season, you know, in the FCAC against really good pitching. Um, I love this lineup. You know, we all know about Paolini, um, but I think the key to the game is going to be Jimmy Evans. Like, because, you know, at this point, you know, Walken's going to know that Paolini's a kid who got drafted. They're going to be careful with him. And there's going to be Evans, you know, hitting either right in front of him or right behind him, who's going to really benefit from that. And I think if he picks up a few big hits, then you can't really get around Paolini. <clears throat> there's a lot of good players on St. Joe, uh, but this team has been building for something for years. Like these kids, most of them started as freshmen, had a really rough year, won like five games. Two years ago, they entered the tournament as the 34 seed, do a playing game, make it to the semis and lose. Last year, they make it to the semis and lose. I think this team is on a mission, uh, and I think St. Joe is is going to win this game. And they, you know, unfortunately, Walcott's going to lose a final for the second year in a row. Well, um, though all good points and and all correct and 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 everything. Um, look, Walcott's been here. 
Um, this is a team that was young last year, lost to Seymour, their uh, rivals, and they again they were on a mission too. Um, Jack Drury, I don't think he's too pleased with the way that he pitched last year in the finals. Um, he mm-hmm. also had a home run in the finals, so shout out to him as well. But him and Jeff Nickel, I mean, these are seniors. This is the NVL is a great baseball conference, and they were the best team this entire season. Um, I the key to this game for Wolkett is the pitching and the fielding, and you we we saw it last year in the Seymour game. When they made mistakes, Seymour was able to take advantage of it. Errors, they knocked in two more runs. You can't leave. If you're Wolkett, if you want to win this game, you cannot leave outs on the board. You cannot give St. Joe's four, five, six, seven outs an inning. The balls hit you, you make the play, you get the out. You cannot give away outs in this game because the more St. Joe's goes through the lineup, the the um, the uh, the probability of them getting hits, getting extra base hits, knocking in runs will increase. The deeper and that's you been get a strength. That, that's been a strength for Walcott. I and mean, they've had seven shutouts. They've had great pitching and great defense. So you're 100 percent right on that call. Yeah. So I mean, if, if they're going to win this game, and I've been pumping Jack Drury all 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 year, I would say he's the key with to good the game. reason. He's a great yeah. player. With a good reason, he's a great player. And St. Joe's is going to focus on not letting him beat them. So I'm putting this on Jeff Nickel. Again, another excellent all NVL type player. Um, who who is going to be like you mentioned with Jimmy Evans and and and, and Paulina, like they're going to focus on Steve on Steven. So Jimmy's going to have to step up. It's the same thing with Jeff and Jack. They're going to focus on Jack. They're going to try and take Jack out of the game. Jeff needs to step up if Wolkett is going to win this game. Yeah, and he also has a you know an important job handling that pitching staff, uh, which has been excellent. And he's uh, you know by all indications been a great defensive catcher this year too. So. Having a catcher that can keep the ball in front of you and not let balls get by them, uh, you know, Palmer Field's got a big, got a big backdrop there. So, having a strong catcher is an underrated part of this uh, of these championship games, and and they certainly have one. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, so that's it. I got St. Joe. You got Walker. Let's go. Yep. All right, we're gonna move up here to Class L. Uh, why don't you pick first here? Well, let's you know quickly recap the semifinals. Let's not pretend like they didn't happen. these were these were the two that's fair these were the two um biggest run differential uh semifinals in any of the classes um berlin the berlin anti-paguagas keep winning um (laughs) they they beat notre dame eight to three notre dame was up three nothing and the berlin bats got hot um and they basically told pete you know shut up um, so yeah. Berlin's in the finals. Shout out to Coach Leo Villes. Uh, uh, I can't pronounce that. I'm sorry. And um, by the way, the CCC has two finalists. Yes, so you're, you're I know. Really, I know. <laughs> you're eating crow. You're eating like crow, softly boiled crow. Yeah. So they're here. <laughs> they win. Um, they won eight three. The biggest hit was a Paul Diamore, um three run double in the third to give them and yeah. they scored four runs in that inning to make it four to two. Um I you know, shout out to the Redcoats. Um they're in the finals. I got a couple of tweets that I thought were really funny. Uh one of them was like, one, you know, Berlin the town of Berlin does not hate you, Pete. Two, please do not pick <laughs> us in the finals. 
Yeah, don't pick them. You cannot pick them. Yeah. So, if, if, like, if you would pull the, if you pulled their name out of the hat, you gotta put that guy. Oh, of course. So you know, shout <laughs> well, this, out to you them. know what? We're not even gonna pick. You're taking water. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, shout out to them. Yes, I'm wrong. I even got a couple of text messages. Um, from, from we of... love that everyone's having good fun with this. Too, oh yeah, you know it's I mean? awesome. Like, you understand? Everyone understands. We don't hate your team yeah. or your school or whatever. We're making these picks for fun, and if you use it for motivation, that makes us yeah, even happier. That's awesome. uh, you know, we heard we heard Southington kids chirping at us last night too. So it was fun. awesome. We're glad we're glad you're listening yeah. and participating. I just yeah. I just I got a text message from uh, a, a, uh, another reporter in the state who has a, a a friend who lives in Berlin, and the friend texted him and was like. So does Pete from Game Time just like hate the town of Berlin? <laughs> <laughs> Did you give him a hard time in football season? Uh, no, I love them in football season. I was at a ton of Berlin games, uh, so I even picked them to go to the finals, which I was right. And a lot of those kids from that team are on this baseball team. A lot of kids from the football team, and a lot of teams from the basketball yep. team, which you know won the the regular season title up there. There's a lot of those kids on this baseball team, which it definitely helps them. I think. Yeah, for sure. And then in the other one. Quickly, Waterford knocked off Massick in a two-and-a-half-hour game that took forever to finish. Um, great season by Massick. I think very underrated or under the radar, and they didn't maybe get you know, a lot of respect that they deserved. But you know, we talked about Waterford last week. This is a young team. This is a very, very young team that was supposed to be here last year, didn't make it, and then was supposed to be here next year. Yet they're here right now, so shout out to the Lancers. They're in the finals. A lot of juniors. I believe, a lot of juniors. I believe they were in the M finals two seasons ago against Lewis Mills uh, when they won. Two thousand seventeen, they beat Lewis Mills. Yeah, they beat yeah, Lewis they, Mills. Two thousand thirteen in New Canaan. Yeah, so um, it's Waterford's second year. New Canaan's year first in L. title in fifty something years. Ooh, uh, it's Waterford's <laughs> second year in Class L. They're in the finals. Um, so just awesome. They're a 15 seed, but again, great program coming from the ECC. Shout out to Coach Art. The Lancers are here. So, Scott, we picked it out of the hat, and could you believe it? I got Berlin. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, Scott got Berlin. I got Waterford. So, Scott, you're up with the number one seeded Redcoats. Uh, look, <clears throat> this team won 14 games in a row this year. Uh, you know, at one point during the season, uh, they have, like I said, a lot of players that played on those championship football teams, the basketball team that was really well, that did really well. I think that helps. We've talked about that with Han and a few other schools. Winning in one sport can carry over to the other sport because you have confidence, you know how to win, you know how to go about yourself in these games. Uh, I think Berlin uh, is going to come in here and have a really great game. Um, I'm excited for them. Uh, you know, Gian uh, Gianni Finelli. That's who I'm taking as the kid who's going to make the difference here. I think there's other kids, Holden Murphy, Ryan Hyde, who are all really good. Uh, but Gianni Finelli, I think he's going to be the one uh, that makes the biggest difference. I think he's going to come up with a huge hit. And uh, I think Berlin is going to uh, finish you off with a roundhouse to the face and uh, win the state championship. Um, look, you. All right, I'm going to list off teams, right? And you're going to tell yeah. me – whether or not these teams are good or not. All right. Hand. Yeah, okay. Hand. Yes. Ledyard. Yes. Amity. Yes. Montville. Yes. East Lime. Yes. Holy Cross. Yes. Fitch. Fitch? Yeah. 
Yeah, Fitch is pretty good. Depending They're on who's okay. pitching. Uh, depending on the pitcher. And and Montville. And Montville, yes, again. Those are all eight of Waterford's losses this year. You want to talk about I strength know. of schedule? I know. They lost to hand by one, two to one, one nothing to Ledyard, four nothing. The games that they've lost have been so close, and this is a team that is battle tested, and they've shown it in the tournament. They knocked off Windsor and Weathersfield, the the, the class L, L finalists last year. They beat Law, the S an SEC team, and they smoked Massick. This team is hitting the ball hard. This lineup, filled with juniors, is hitting the ball. Ryan O'Connell, Jared Burris, these guys are just raking right now. I don't think, and I'm forgetting names, Ben Jerome, uh, Ben Jerome, Caden May- yeah. R- Maynard, Bacon, yeah. Ryan Bacon. This is a team that is on fire. They, you Look, you got to be a great team to get here, but at some point, you got to be hot. You got to be somewhat lucky in a sense, but you got to be hot. This team's hot. I'm taking the Lancers. This is a team that not only will win L this year, but will probably be the top seed in L next year. Go Lancers. Go home, Redcoats. Um, <laughs> Paul Revere's coming, baby. Paul Revere's coming. George Washington, we're going over the Delaware, baby. Let's go, Lancers. Oh my God! <laughs> uh, I'm I'm not even going to be allowed um, back look, at Sage I, I, at Sage I will Field. Say that sure. Berlin, as opposed to Waterford, that's full of juniors. Berlin has nine seniors and a coach who's coaching in his eleventh championship game. So that that definitely goes you know pretty far too for him. Oh, for, Leo. for sure, for sure, for sure. And again, if Berlin wins, I get all the credit. So. <laughs> I just want to say, Berlin, you know, as much as you're despising Pete, I am picking you, and I did pick you to make the Final Four, and uh, <laughs> and I picked you to win the other night. So how about a little love my way, Berlin? Uh, see, the problem is they all follow me from football. So right. <laughs> they're all they're all already they already know where to come and find me. <laughs> all right, so I got Berlin. You got Waterford, um, and yeah, when you guys win, you know. Give Pete all the hate for sure. <laughs> um, he loves it. Actually, he kind of thrives. I on do. It. I, I really thrive on it. I'm like uh, I'm like Charles Barkley. <laughs> all right, ready? Big boy division. <laughs> Big boy division. Let's, those were. I mean, we were there. We can talk for hours about those semifinals. I could. I mean, they were fantastic across the board. You know, four really good baseball teams. Two. Really good baseball games. I think there was one error in both games um, that was made. I, I, I don't think there was another one. Um, big defensive plays, big hits, great pitching. Like that, that is what you want out of your double L finals. Like you really couldn't ask for more. Your uh, Southington wins by another walk off hit. Their third walk off in the state tournament. They're they've won every game by one run, which is simply incredible. And if you remember, they walked off to win the Legion championship, not all the same kids again, like you mentioned Legion, but they walked off to win that too. That was an eight inning walk off to win that championship. So there's something magical about some of these kids in, in Southington and Something's it's such a brewing. great baseball town. It's their 13th appearance in a state final and they're not playing Amity. So I think they have a better shot this time. Something is brewing in Southington. It's a great baseball town. I mean, look at it. they got Carl Bavano, Sal Romano, like Rob that Dibble. is a great, great, yes, great baseball town, and they don't get the, the credit they deserve, and they, and they should because 
that's a that's an awesome awesome baseball community and it was great to see that the crowd out there last night cheering them on the kids were super psyched to win that game and man yeah. I, I yeah they were super I mean, they were super psyched I, to yell at us too. before the tournament but i'm all in on this Southington team i, I love that <laughs> i mean i I've said my piece about the CCC. I, I I I tweeted out that they won, and and uh, an assistant coach from Glastonbury was like, "No, this is fake news. I thought the CCC wasn't good at baseball, Pete." <laughs> so um, again, they're all like talking about you. I picked Glastonbury to move on. Like, I will see. The I, thing is, I, I, I have defended the CCC this year. To you know, I have to, I have to say, I defended the, them. In but baseball, the majority of my followers in my top ten all season. I have a lot of CCC followers from my time in Meriden, so they all knew where to I find know. me. <laughs> I know they, they don't come at me as hard, uh, but I'm also, I guess, I'm not picking against them. So they got, no, they got no beef with me. That is true. So Southington was in, and then, but we, I did have Southington in my top ten all all season. I I had them in, but between eight and ten. Yeah, that's so, true. Now they'll probably definitely be in my top two, no matter what. Oh, I, that, that's the other thing. Whoever wins this game is going to be the number one team in the state, and whoever loses should be the number two team in the state. These are the two best teams yeah. left. Well, the other um, team, obviously, was Staples. They beat Cheshire 3-0, knocked off the defending champs. Right. It was Chad Knight's night. I, I don't want to, like, make punny headlines and stuff like that, but I think Jack summed it up perfectly after the game. Staples coach Jack McFarland goes, this is why he's the best player in the state. Strikes out 10 batters, throws a three-hitter, throws a shutout, hits a home run to make it 3 nothing. but let's not forget... Zach Zobel, RBI base hit, comes all the way around, scores yeah. on a pass ball, and that inning makes it two nothing. That's deflating for any team. You yeah, know, it I, it's just uh, not a pass ball, wild pitch. I don't want to. It was know. a wild pitch. It yeah, it was pitch. definitely a wild pitch, and you know, I just actually want to mention this because I, I wasn't able to get in my video. I don't think it was in your story. But shout out to Mike uh, uh, Kozlowski from Cheshire. He pitches five innings in the quarterfinals on Saturday. Had yeah. enough pitches where he can come back, and for the first. Three innings, dominant. Struck Chad Knight out great. twice. He yep. was awesome. He's only a junior. His his before this game, his stats were something like eight and zero with a point seven five ERA. He's thrown three no hitters or two no hitters uh, or whatever it is. He's only a junior. Uh, kids a stud. So he and he ran out of awesome. gas. I mean, yeah. Chad hit that bomb. Drew Rogers followed with a, just a rope to right center, and, and that and that was it. They, they, yeah, and Mike could see that that was enough for him and, yeah. and pulled him out. But, you know, great gutty effort by him. Yeah. And when uh, I you thought, retired, I thought you... Staples last night, yeah. the, the key was Drew Rogers. I thought he was so good uh, offensively. Um, he's always good at third base, but uh, he was so good offensively. He's a kid that, you know, kind of gets a little overshadowed by Chad, but Drew Rogers is one of my favorite players. Like, he's all state caliber, too, and he had a great, great game last night. Yeah, it was it was a good one. Just Cheshire's and Mike uh, Lucier, Cheshire said it after the game. He goes, our bats, he goes, you know, say, hey, they scored and, and Chad pitched great. He goes, we haven't scored since the second inning since Saturday. Yeah. You know, like they had chances in the sixth. It was second and third. A base hit makes it a 3-2 game. And, again, if you watch my video, like Jack's like, they have the hammer in the bottom of the seventh. He always says that, which I get it. I just – every time he says it, I'm like, the hammer? And I'm like, oh, yeah, obviously, duh, the bottom of the seventh. They get last ups. But he, he just uses the phrase the hammer, and every time I have to, like, think about it because whatever. But – you know, Chad gets the strikeout, and the inning's over. And, like, that, I think, was the game because the seventh, Cheshire went down pretty quickly. But a great year for the Rams. They went 25 in a row. They hadn't lost since April 1st. Opening that day, is one so, so hard to do, especially in the conference that they play in. Like, yeah. Because you're getting challenged game in and game out. So that a remarkable run from that team. 
I mean, that group of seniors is really special. They've done a lot of great things. Um, I mean, I forget their record. They won like 90 games or something like that over the four years, won a state championship. So much to be proud of. Oh, my God. So yeah. many good players. And shout out to Cheshire. Yeah. And and Coach Mike, you know, it's his, it was his first year. Uh, he was a longtime assistant and 20, 25 and two. Uh, I mean, you know, hats off to Mike. Uh, you know, I think he, I think he's got a handle on this uh, head, uh, head coaching thing. He could be, he's got a bright future down there in Cheshire. He'll be okay. <laughs> he's got some good players coming back too. I mean, they're losing a lot this year. They actually are losing a lot this year, but uh, they have some good young players uh, in the pipeline too. So Cheshire, just, I think, just will be a name to okay. Remember. I think they'll probably take a little step back next year because it's hard to yeah. lose that many good players, but. Um, I just want to put this name out here for uh, for Cheshire. So when I re-listen to these podcasts heading into next year, so I know what I'm talking about. Ryan, Ch- I don't even want to mispronounce his last name. The shortstop sophomore batted 457 yeah. this year, 454. He's a name yeah. to watch. The SEC has so many ju- sophomores this year that are so good. Him at Cheshire, yep. Dupino at hand, Stevens at Amity, Holt at Amity. And I'm not even – and you got – you got the two kids over at uh, Hamden, uh, Paisano and Gross. I, there's so much young talent in the SEC. Uh, the kid over at Shelton, yep. two steel. There's so much good talent, young talent in the SEC that maybe this was a down year. Maybe you know, I don't uh, know. I, I mean, it could be. This this happened two years ago. The FCAC, where their sophomore class was so great, the class of seniors now, um, and you saw how good the FCAC was this year. Uh, and I thought it was one of the better senior classes they've had. And the, you know, the SEC could have that in two years because there are some legit studs in there. I mean, Stevens from Amity is really good. If you have not seen that kid play, awesome center fielder and just a, one of the, some of the fastest hands batting wise uh, that I've seen. He's just, he's legit and he's only a sophomore. He plays like a senior already. Yeah. So, um, and I just wanted to point this out. I, I, I texted this to you late last night when I was doing my video. Uh, Southington's Billy Carr gave me this amazing quote after the game. and So this is it. We're always ready to fight. We love to hit. We love to fight. We love each other. Put that on a shirt. Put it on a shirt, man. Put it on a shirt. Put it on a shirt. That should be on every shirt for every fan on Saturday uh, in the double L finals. I think that's a great quote. Um, It's a great baseball quote. It just is. It just is. Like We're always ready to fight. We're gonna. We love yeah. to hit. Like if you're not talking about baseball, it's like I'm not gonna mess around with this guy. But uh, put, <laughs> Southington, put that on shirts, and then I'm a put it on shirts, man. Uh, I'm an XL just in case it shrinks. <laughs> so you you don't you don't believe in them, but you want their shirts. Well, they made me believers <laughs> yesterday. But I, look, I'm gonna be honest with you. Any high school kid listening to this, once you get to college, you love free shirts. Yeah, free shirts, free hats, free anything, anything like that. Of course, we all we all love those. Yes. Um, all right, let's talk about this one. Um, Staples has been in the final. They won it in 2017. They lost in 2015. Um, Southington was in it in 2014, 2013. Lost to Amity uh, both times. Thirteenth uh, appearance for Southington. Fifth appearance for Staples. Um, this is a really, really great matchup. Uh, the teams did play crossover games this year. Southington beat uh, Greenwich out of the FCAC uh, 12-2, and Staples beat Hall 15-1, to and that doesn't really indicate anything, but uh, they, they both smashed people. Um, but great players up and down both lineups. Uh, I think this is going to be such an awesome game. You know, I know some people wanted, a lot of people wanted Amity Staples 3. I, I happen to think this is a, 
an even better game and an even better matchup. Well, so the Magic Hat, we shook it up. It's a game time CT hat. And yeah. uh, Scott has Southington. So, Scott, tell me. I got Southington. Why is Southington going to win on Saturday? Right. And like I said before, Pete and I did both pick before the tournament staples. But um, I think Southington is going to win because it has a really strong mix of seniors and juniors. Uh, you know, up the middle, they have Jacob Romano and Bryce Worth. There's shortstops and second baseman. Uh, and then an all-junior outfield. Both teams actually have all-junior outfields. Uh, but the all-junior outfield, Jack Mead, uh, Andrew Paredes, and William Carr, uh, I think the key, the key here is going to be Jacob Romano for them. I think uh, him hitting in the middle of that lineup and playing shortstop, uh, you know, there's going to be balls hit to him. There's going to be balls hit to him hard. Uh, and then he's going to be called upon to generate some offense. So I think if Southington's going to win, then it's going to be, um, you know, it's going to take obviously a team effort. But I think Romano is going to be the key for them. Uh, so if, if Southington's going to beat Staples and, and, and pull their own thing, you know, we keep talking about how Staples is this team of destiny and this is all they've focused on. I think Southington, this is all they focused on, too. I mean, this is a, a really solid core that they have up there and um, not going to be surprised if, if they walk off Palmer Field with a championship. Um, just want to also point out that Andrew um, uh, Paradis, the center fielder, um, has yeah. scored all three game-winning runs in their three walk-offs, which I find fascinating. That's amazing. He's just always – I mean, that, that, that means he's on base. Yeah. He's always on base, and I just I think that's such a cool stat. So I have Staples, who I picked at the beginning of the year. I picked them yeah. um, at the beginning of the year, and I picked them at the beginning of the tournament to be here, and I picked them to win. Um, well, you picked Fairfield Prep at the beginning of the year, didn't you? No, I voted them number one to start the year, yes. But when we were on this <laughs> podcast, I said that I thought Staples were going to win. Anyway, whatever, right. stop. There you no. go. I <laughs> voted Staples number one to start the year. So. Um, I voted Fairfield Prep, I know. Hey, they want to. They want a state tournament game. So anyway, that's good. Anyway, okay. So why is Staples going to win? It's the same thing I said about when they played Cheshire. This lineup from top to bottom is insane. There was someone who, when the teams were lining up, I forgot who said it in the press box. And even if I remembered, I wouldn't say because I don't want to, you know, put that person not put them on blast, but put them out there for saying this. And it wasn't bad, but they're like, all the teams are lined up, and they're like, wow, Staples is huge. Like, they are so much bigger than Cheshire, like, in terms of size. And uh, I thought that really stood out because that's what I said about Staples when I was talking to them between them and Cheshire, where it was like, just one to nine, you just look at Staples and you're like, this team can hit, this team can pitch, this team can do this. They're just better and more talented than every other team there. And I think that that, Look, at the end of the day, you have to be good. You have to be lucky. But at the end of the day, I think talent wins out. And I think from top to bottom, Staples is just the better team than anybody yeah. else in double L. They're just better than everybody. And I don't want them to read into this. Not that like Chad Knight's going to listen to this because he's like, it's the most level-headed kid I think I've ever met. He's more level-headed than I am. And um, <laughs> I, I would agree with that. <laughs> like I, I just think that. You know, even at the end of the game when they won, like Southington celebrated and they had every right to celebrate because a walk-off win doesn't matter whether it's game one or, or the last game of the year. A walk-off hit is exciting. No, you're going you know. to celebrate You're going to celebrate. Absolutely. You have to celebrate that, especially the, the run that they've been on. But I liked what Staples did in a sense is they get the ground a, a ball out to his 80 and he steps on first, and that's it. Chad picks up his rosin bag. I'm trying to get, like, some hug. No one, you know, they get online, they shake hands, they go out to the outfield, they talk. It's all business. 
It's well, like Bill Belichick says. It's a dugout, and Jack was saying to them, "You're not winning a trophy tonight. There's no trophy tonight. Remember that." <laughs> I mean, he really it's drove that point home, and they acted like that. You know, like they, yeah. like I mean, they, they they are so focused on getting to that championship and winning. Um, but the you know, player, look, yep. the other thing about the tables is all senior infield. You know, they said they have all junior outfield, all senior infield. That makes a big difference too for them. Yeah, and uh, that senior infield there's a player in that infield that I think is going to make the biggest difference in the game and I mentioned about how big Staples is in terms of size this kid's not Andrew Moy I love him I think he is <laughs> he's my favorite he he you look they have names Chad Knight's best player in the state Harry is unbelievable player Drew Rogers might be one of the most exciting players to watch when he gets on the base pads Zach Zobel's hitting the middle of the order of this team as a junior playing well there, there's just so many guys up and down this roster where you're like, this guy's great, this guy's great. Andrew Moy is awesome. No, it's literally one through nine is is really good. Yeah. I mean, and they'd be other teams' best players. You yes. know what I mean? So I'm taking Andrew Moy as the reason why Staples is going to win, whether it's great defense, he's going to, you know, situational hitting, going the other way with a runner in scoring position, bunting, uh, getting on base, taking two bases like he did in the FCAC finals to get into tying and to get into uh, position to tie the game, he just does everything. And I'm it, look if Staples is going to win, Andrew Moy is going to have a huge game for the records. For the records, shout out to my boy Andrew Moy. Staples will win this game. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, <clears throat> really, what we want is just some good games. Yes, well, not like last year <clears throat> because last year they had a really great double L game. And the other three games were a little meh in terms of competitiveness and excitement. No, the other but... three games were terrible. They they just <laughs> I don't mean it in a All bad right, way. I, mean... I don't mean it in a bad way, but if we just recap the games from last year quickly, the L game was over very quickly, early, but it was exciting in a sense because every time Jimmy Sullivan stepped up to the plate, you were wondering whether he was gonna hit it out of Middletown. Right. right, he came close a few times. He did. He like just watching him was well worth it. Um, I mean, that, then, that that home run he hit is the farthest one that I've personally seen in that field. Oh, I don't even know where it landed. And then the I double L game the was great. Scores booth. It was the, nuts. Yeah, it was insane. Then the double L game was great. The S game, Notre Dame took advantage of a lot of. Coventry it was mistake, mistakes. It was a mistake filled game. Yeah, yeah. even on both sides, even when Notre Dame was cruising, they would let in like four runs on a couple errors. It was sloppy. Like, that like, game Come was on, sloppy. guys, this game's over. Like, roll it. And then um, in the S game, it was good early on. Wolka takes the lead. Seymour comes back, and then it took forever for that game to end because they just yeah. it was just messy. So I'm not knocking anybody. I'm just saying like let's call let's call a spade a spade here. Last year was not the best championships for all four games. No, wasn't. But this year, hopefully, we get better ones. Um, we hard to top that double L game last year. That was really great. But I think yeah. these two teams definitely could do it. Um, you know, I just think they both seem so driven and so locked in that, uh, and and really high quality too. You know what I mean? Like I said, no, no lower seed that was that it's a big upset. You know, St. Joe's is in a game as an 11 seed, but we know that they're one of the top three teams in that division. So well, I feel like that's that's what we got in these games, and hopefully, it plays out where they're. With the high seeds and the really quality teams play like it I just, uh, on championship I Saturday wanna, and Friday. I want to point out if there are any voters who who listen to this podcast, which I, I'm assuming they all should be, because like 
We're the you number one. Got, we're, the no, be, we're, be, guys. we're the number one high school baseball podcast in the state of Connecticut. So you should be listening to us because we talk about <laughs> undisputed. Every team from every undisputed. <laughs> undisputed number one high school baseball podcast in the state. That's why it's the first line of every post I put on the website. I just want to point out on May fifteenth, uh, Staples beat St. Joe's fourteen to one. So when you're doing yeah. your voting, remember that. You mean if someone tries to vote St. Joe number one, or just in the t- look, I, I'm a, or like. Higher than like, I'm not gonna say where I would put them if they won, but let's just not have a repeat of Bloomfield being five in the in the, in the football poll. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I like St. Joe's. I, I like I, them I, too, I but them up, let's up, look up at. High. I, I wouldn't vote them over the double L winner. I wouldn't vote them over the L winner this year because the L the L teams are really good. So, uh, but you know, if they're five six around there, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna have a major problem with that. I don't think if they oh. win, we'll see. We shall see. Same, same with Walcott. I mean, if Walcott wins, that they should be up, you know, somewhere up there too. You know, because uh, I think both those teams can compete with both the Double L teams. Frankly, you know, I think Walcott and St. Joe are both capable of beating, you know, Staples or Southington on on a given day. Apparently, St. Joe's wasn't on the fifteenth. So, on that day, that didn't happen for them. Yes, and, and Staples Still also lost the game fourteen nothing to Ludlow. So. They did, but then they came back and beat them. Yes. Just saying. True. So anyway, <laughs> I'm so excited for Saturday. Yeah, and Friday too, right? Oh yeah, for tough Friday night. Friday night, that's when you get your Berlin love. That's right. Oh God, I hope they throw stuff at me. I gotta buy a red coat. Like, uh, like I gotta go buy like, a red blazer. Or something. Should I? <laughs> should I come in dressed up like George Washington? Did oh, he have that, a sword? you have that red. Did he oh, have a sword? Gosh, I have that picture of you. Oh man, <laughs> I have that picture of you in the red coat. Oh, that was from England. Oh, that's, yeah. that's going up. That's going up with Berlin messages. <laughs> Just tweet it out and be like, "I'll send you the high def version if you want to blow it up." But I'm thinking, I, I don't even, in... I don't even need to make something up. There's actually a photo of you in a red. How? Like, I'm going to come in, George Washington. I'm going to have a fake little boat, and I'm going to be crossing the Delaware. Yeah, there's a little river there behind the field at, <laughs> at Palmer, so you can cross that field from the park next door, and then. Uh, come in with your uh, with your wig and your wooden teeth and do whatever you need to do to the Redcoats. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so listen, we're both really excited about this weekend. Uh, oh, hold on. Quick, not, wait, if... quick breaking news. Jimmy Titus from East Catholic. He's at Bryant. was just drafted in the 22nd round. Shout out Fantastic. to uh, shout out to Derek Turner. He was the uh, – Derek picked him as the game time CT player of the year a couple of years ago. Well, I would That's guess awesome. three years ago. Oh, and also Ken Turner drafted in the 20th round by the Rangers. Oh, look at that. Wow. Electric guy. Yeah, that that's yeah. fantastic. Good for him. There's been some good Connecticut guys taken in the draft this year. That's awesome. We'll see, you know, where other guys go. And um, we're still waiting to hear about, you know, Montana Semmel and see if Chad gets taken and anything like that. I haven't actually paid any attention today to the draft because I've been doing the, the final preview capsules. But I have to look back in there and see if any other Connecticut kids got scooped up while we were uh, well, While we're doing this, we I have it up. Today. I'll just pull it up. So everyone knows uh, uh, Paolini went in the fifth round. Um, yeah, Ken Turner went twenty to t- in the twentieth round to Texas, and uh, Jimmy Jimmy Titus, just uh, the former East Catholic player, went in the twenty third round or the twenty second round. What did I just say? The twenty second round. So shout out to Jimmy. There you go. Congratulations to those guys. 
Uh, if you're up at the championships, you want to yell at Pete, you want to say hello to us, whatever you want to do, we'll be up there Friday and Saturday, both yes. of us. And we should have uh, some swag to give away. I'm going through it now. We're going to have a couple of hats to give away, some, a couple of shirts. Uh, they got to win. But uh, now we'll see. We'll probably give we'll probably give some stuff to the winners. Um, you know, the best player in the game or something like that, a hat or a shirt. I got to awesome. go, go really through cool. our box of stuff, so. All right, man. Uh, for Pete, I'm Scott. We will see you at Palmer Field. Later. Later.